the Intelligent Ones football show. Welcome into the third episode of the Intelligent Ones football show. I'm Dante Demartini, joined as always by the one and only Mario Maki. How was your weekend, Mar? It was wonderful. You know, Trey Lance broke his ankle, so that's pretty cool. Welcome to what the else? Hurt Starting QB Club. Yeah, it's it's not fun. I mean, at least your quarterback's going to come back. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting to think about where the Niners would be if they got rid of Jimmy G. I think that would be a that would be a really weird transition of like, oh, you had him and you let him go for like a fourth round draft pick, and now you could really use him. At least they yeah, won, I, though. I think uh, uh, the Seahawks look really bad. I'd, I I would have been shocked if you know. What's uh Brock Purdy? Is that the third string? Yeah. If he came in and 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 lost that game. They, the Seahawks look pretty bad. They look like exactly what I thought they would look like, but against uh, the Broncos in Week One. But yeah, uh, last week was a little different with the you know the emotional the emotional game playing at home. Plus they got lucky because Denver's coach and they Denver's coach did it again this week of just pure nonsense. Doesn't yeah, know what he's doing. Nathaniel Hackett is showing that he is not ready to be a head coach. But can I, I he think, hack it? But I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll turn it around. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just. I was really shocked that my boys won actually because I was at the game. I flew. Yeah. How Dallas. how was Dallas? It was. Uh. It was hot. It was cool though. It was. It was a good time. And the energy there was unreal. I was. It was sold out. Everybody was hyped up and I was like, wow, Dak's not here. And, you know, we're, we're giving it to him. Our defense is legit. I think, um, I, I mean, Micah had two sacks. Dorrance Armstrong had two sacks. We had six total sacks on the Bengals and our secondary Noah Brown locked up Jamar Chase. I know he didn't have as much time to throw as he did last week, but Noah Brown or not. Noah, I'm sorry. Anthony Brown. Say he's a wide receiver. Yeah. Anthony Brown is our corner. Sorry. Uh, and, uh, he locked up Jamar chase. I mean, I was watching him the whole game cause I have Jamar chase in fantasy and I'm like, you know what? This is okay. There's one time that I'm okay. Losing in fantasy. It's when the Cowboys are winning. So a win Agreed. is a win. And it felt really good. Brent Maher hit a 50 yard field goal and it looked from my angle. We were about, uh, in section 200 and it looked like it went wide and I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> so, but he made it and it, it was a great walk-off celebration. That's beautiful. Glad you had a great time, D. And, and I hope Kenzie had a great time, even though her team lost. Uh, Mackenzie was absolutely miserable. That she, is the best. She was, the only reason she agreed to come out was because she thought it was a guaranteed win. And <laughs> when they lost, it was, yeah, it was a rough, rough showing for the Bengals, I'll say. I I I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on the Bengals now. I still think they're good. But that O-line, man, it's it's causing major problems and it was a 74 million dollar upgrade. So, yeah. You know, there's only three things that are guaranteed in life. You got you got, you know, death, taxes, and Alex Sikolsky absolutely losing his mind yelling in everyone's ear when he has way too many vodka sodas. <laughs> But, you know, it's a give and take. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think let's uh, jump into the matchup recap. Let's do it. All right. So first up on the docket, we have 
the co-host Dante himself against Alex. It was a pretty good game. Alex ended up with a little low score again. I think he had 77 last week, ends up with 88 this week. Uh, DeMar had Lamar Jackson. Just I think he was the court, quarterback one on the week. Ended up with four total touchdowns. Looked like they were in cruise control for that entire game. And then Miami just comes absolutely storming back. I don't know if it's ever been done before where the same team has two wide receivers put up 40-plus fantasy points. Like, absolutely insane. Yeah, I uh, I was shocked. I was happy, but I was shocked. I have Tua in our Dynasty League, and I, I took down the reigning champ. I actually found out I only I'm I might be the only one with a positive record against Christian in our dynasty league. Uh, I'm two and one against him in the three years we've been playing. Everybody's got a bogey, man. Yours, his, you know? you're his. And uh, Alex again with the 88. I mean, even with Lamar's 42 points, I don't, I don't think I was really in trouble. Uh, you, know, Mike Williams had a game. Brees Hall showed up a little bit, so. Yeah, it must have been nice to have Brees Hall finally score that touchdown. He looked good. He looked fast. He got outside, I believe. I think it was on a passing touchdown, so that's nice that he's getting the passing work too. You had uh, Mike Williams as your start of the week last week. I know you were making that point very clear Thursday night when we were at LaRocca's that he was having a great game, even though he could have ended with more. He had 25.3, but I believe he had, what, 24 or something at halftime? Like, he really didn't do much in the second half. It was 10 minutes left in the third quarter that he scored his final fantasy point. Yeah. So he had, a, he had a lot of unused potential there, and I think he's going to continue. This is what I wanted from Mike Williams, and I think he'll continue. It's going to be interesting to see, though, what happens with Justin Herbert. Is he going to be able to play? You know, I think Mike Williams can continue it as well, but I think Justin Herbert's health is going to be very dependent, or Mike Williams's production will be dependent on what Herbert is able to do because I know Chase Daniels is on the thing, but he's just there for the, he's just there for the money, man. He ain't, he ain't going to come in and make a difference. Oh, Guy absolutely. hasn't played consistently since being at Mizzou. So. Absolutely. Um, and then Alex's team, James Connors hurt. That's going to be, that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, I haven't seen any updates on him, whether or not he's going to be back for next week. CMC hasn't really returned any of the value of drafting him. I believe it was second overall. CD had a better game. I believe I saw a tweet that said CD had a, like, 10 catches for, like, 130-something yards last year, and Cooper Rush was the quarterback. So seems like their dynamic works pretty well. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I think Cooper Rush played really well. He He really did everything he had to do to win that game, and it didn't look like our running game was going to get it done until Tony Pollard broke off a big, big run. He didn't actually end up getting in the end zone on that play, but he was one yard short. I think it was a 40 something yard run. And uh, Cooper Rush just did perfect game management. He really, really took over the game management role and was like, you know what, let's go to CD. And then Noah Brown as well had a pretty nice game. And it, it looks hopeful because we play Washington and New York in the next two weeks, uh, New York this Monday and then Washington the week after. And I think we have a chance if we can beat those two to stay afloat in the division before Dak comes back. And I think Dak can maybe take a little more time. So that'll be nice. Yeah. A lot of football left. 
Um, I think the two biggest things that I, looking at both your guys' rosters, uh, the two biggest things that I think you guys are going to have to address at some point is what to do with your Chicago starters. Cole Komet putting up zero again for two weeks in a row, I believe. I don't think he had a point in the game against the Niners. He's gone. He's He's gone. You're you're done. He's gone. Absolutely. Yeah, and Alex has Darnell Mooney, who one reception for negative four yards. That's just not going to get it done. I believe I saw a stat right before we hopped on that said Chicago has thrown the ball 28 times this year. And I believe they said that every just, just thrown it, not even receptions. And yeah. I believe it was every other team in the NFL has at least 28 receptions. So I don't have, and just being burned by Allen Robinson last year, they were supposed to turn over a new leaf with their new head coach. Justin Fields was supposed to get a little bit of help and it just does not look like that's happening. They're staying their old school ways. They hired a defensive coordinator as a co- as a head coach. Uh, they like that defense, that ground and pound football. And that's just not with the rule changes and everything in the last few years. That's not how you, you can win in football games anymore. I mean, they threw it 11 times, I think, on Sunday night. They were down damn near the whole game. They, they scored seven. They scored that quick touchdown. And then that was it. They were down the rest of the game. And they weren't throwing the ball. It's like you're down you throw the ball. That's how it worked. You don't continue to run. Now there was a good point made that every time you have a three and out, it cuts the amount of possessions you have by quite a bit. And I'm pretty sure they had a three and out almost every single drive. I didn't, I didn't see many first downs. So yeah, not a surprise at all. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with that because is his flex. He has Josh Jacobs who hasn't really been producing. I don't think he's got double digits yet this year. And so what does he do with that second wide receiver spot? He's got Devin Duvernay, who had a pretty good game again. Little floated, little elevated by uh, the the kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, that's, I mean, Sky Moore, who had zero. He doesn't really have any great wide receiver options. Adam Thielen, maybe. So he'll probably be looking at the waiver wire for something. Uh, why, don't yeah. you tell us, why don't you tell us about Jordan and Justin's matchup? Absolutely. I'd love to. So Jordan got his first W on the season. And the black magic is starting to kick in. I know when I play him, I will be <laughs> not in a single group chat with him, and he his number will be blocked. Um, <laughs> when Jordan Ramsey, for anyone that doesn't know, says GG to whoever he is playing, that person will lose. It doesn't matter what you do. It's terrifying. It's the most terrifying thing. He'll be down by like 40 points, and he'll say GG, and then he wins this time by 14, uh, led by Tyreek Hill, who was quiet, didn't do too much. And then Jordan said GG. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he had two back-to-back 80-yard receptions for two touchdowns. I mean, just it, it was just like out of nowhere, 42 points. Absolute monster game. Later in the night, Aaron Jones gets it done. Two touchdowns, ton of yards. Look like the old Aaron Jones. Everyone's terrified. And Justin had a good week. Like, you'll see in the power rankings, Justin's team is good. Nick Chubb put up 32. Michael Thomas looks back again, like 18. Uh, Russell Wilson looks sketchy, but I think he can pick somebody up. Um, Jameis Winston with the broken back playing is a little iffy, but we'll see. Long way to go. Devontae Adams had a down game, two receptions. It was crazy. Yeah, that's Uh, not going to happen again. Yeah, and then Najee Harris looked good again, too. I mean, the dude just runs the ball nonstop. He didn't even get a touchdown, I don't think, and he had the uh, 
14-point game. So I think Justin's team will be fine. I think Jordan's team has some sort of magic going for him, and you should be terrified if he says GG. Yeah, I think that, you know, I do think Russ isn't it. There's still time. I, I would personally give him another week or two, but it's going to be – it's going to be difficult if Russ keeps putting up, you know, like the 10 to 15 uh, range. Najee is also completely lifted by pass catching, which, I mean, if you take away the five receptions and 40 yards, he really didn't do anything. He had 15 attempts rushing for 49 yards. I mean, that's not going to get it done. His pass catching is what's saving him right now. That, hey, but he, uh, my big thing is he did the same thing last year. I mean, it, it was just like 100%. dump it off to Najee. It dump it off to Najee dump. He was running for like three yards of carry and they didn't care because uh, Mike Tomlin does one thing and one thing only. And that's get me one running back that does it all. And that's all he's going to do. So, yeah, I think that offense is really going to get a lot better when uh, Kenny Pickett is like, if they give, if they give the keys of the team, the offense over to Kenny Pickett, I think that team will get better. I just, I think he's, I think he's just better than Trubisky. He just, I just think he is. Uh, for Jordan's team, I, you know, Tyreek Hill, that's why you drafted him that high for these explosive, explosive games. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I mean, he can, I know they used Cam Akers a lot between the two, but I think Daryl Henderson is pretty, you know, solidified as like the starter. Uh, he couldn't get the touchdown work. He had a touchdown again. Kareem Hunt had a little down week, but I think that was because, you know, Chubb had three touchdowns. I think besides Chubb's three touchdowns, his yardage wasn't crazy. He had 26 receiving yards and he had 87 rushing yards. So a little elevated by the touchdowns. You give one of those to Kareem Hunt and he has, you know, 15.4 looks a lot better than 9.4. Uh, Going to be going to have to pay attention to what the Falcons do with Kyle Pitts because he has not been there. Is Mariota the answer? Is Desmond Ritter going to come in and look at Pitts a little bit more? I think I saw a tweet that said the metrics for Kyle Pitts is like vertical route running are not good. Like he doesn't get separation. He doesn't really do much uh, stats wise. So that's going to be tough to see because Kyle Pitts, I believe, was taken pretty high. Uh, he was taken 34th overall. So yeah, third round. So yeah. the other big thing is the emergence of Drake London. I mean, Drake London looked amazing this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, so that's really terrifying for Kyle Pitts. I, I think the talent will eventually win out. But again, it's not worth a third round pick. I mean, if we're if we're redrafting today with the tight end landscape the way it is, uh, I don't know if any of them are going in the top eight rounds like maybe that's around where Kyle Pitts would be comfortably taken knowing what he's been the other issue is he hasn't had the targets I mean it's it's terrifying when a supreme talent that everybody saw what it could be last year in that big big game but he hasn't had the targets to back up anything else so it's it's uh it's definitely terrifying to have two weeks of underperforming for Mr. Pitts yeah and Justin's pretty stacked a wide receiver on his side I mean he has in his starting lineup last week, he had Adams, Terry McLaurin, and Michael Thomas. And then he has Garrett Wilson on his bench, who just had a absolutely explosive, monstrous game. So that Would have won him the week. Yeah, that'll be a nice little pivot for him. Um, so let's jump into Danny and McGino's matchup. We had Danny lost to McGino 111 to 130. Uh, I believe it was a like Monday night comeback for McGino. Uh, they had Jalen Hurts going, they had Stefan Diggs going. And when you're, when the two players, 
put up 33 and 44.8 respectively. I mean, the rest of their team really, the rest of McGino's team really did nothing. I mean, AJ Dillon, seven, seven, Javante Williams, or uh, I'm sorry, Jamal Williams, seven. Sutton had a good game. I think that was Sutton. That's what Sutton showed. He showed what he can do, and that's what he's in in the offense. I think Judy, Judy leaving the game really helped him uh, find some more receptions. But it's good to see Sutton finally get you know around the 20 fantasy point mark. He had over 100 yards, seven receptions. That's great. Then you have you know Juju. I've said multiple times I'm not high on Juju. Three three catches for 10 yards. That's not going to get it done. So hopefully he'll be able to pop up a little more. But Kansas City's offense, they're spreading the ball to everybody. Three tight ends, five wide receivers. They got eight running backs on their team. Uh, so Jalen Hurts and Stephon Diggs going off for, for McGino was a, bre- a game-saving uh, move on their part. Kyler had a great game up until the end, or uh, starting at the end. He, he really came on in overtime and in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dan is going to be interesting to see what he does with Zeke. You know, Tony Pollard, I believe, ended up with about 20. Zeke ends up with six. You know, what are you going to do? Do you trade him? Do you bench him? Because he's got, you know, he made the pickup of the year this year with Curtis Samuel. And I was so upset because I really, really wanted Curtis Samuel. I believe I picked somebody ahead of him, hoping Curtis Samuel was just going to be sitting there. Nobody noticed him, but no surprise Dan noticed him. And he's been paying dividends from that pickup. Uh, Elijah Moore hasn't really been doing too much. It seemed like Garrett Wilson was really the favorite target of Flacco. Flacco looks pretty good. Uh, the the combo of Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown, I think it'll get better. I think Marquise Brown will be able to do that. Um, Amari Cooper's on his bench if he really needs to pop somebody else in there. And Cooper had a great game, but can he be consistent with it? Yeah, uh, with the uh, uh, the McGino team. Sorry, the McGino team. I was uh, shocked that. I mean, I guess Mick wasn't paying attention. He didn't put DeAndre Swift back in, even after being active. He had Jamal Williams in, and DeAndre Swift had a pretty nice game still. Uh, you know, he had the receiving touchdown, but he had 17 points. So uh, that would have been a nice little boost. And I think that would have changed the look on his team. You know, a 7 getting replaced with a 17 definitely helps when you're looking at it. Yeah. And, I mean, to, uh, get, to get a yep. win when you bench – DeAndre Swift and he plays DeAndre Swift was drafted 11th. He was their first round pick gets benched and they still win the, the matchup. That's, that's big. Yeah. I was actually looking at DeAndre Swift on the turn. Oh, he was just a little ahead of me. Uh, ahead of my pick Javante Williams for me, but he obviously went, I had, I hadn't really gotten him on the turn, uh, before, but Danny's team, Looks like it could be pretty good. I think Jimmy G coming in for the rest of the season is going to help George Kittle when he gets back on the field, which should be soon. Amari Cooper looked like old Amari Cooper. So now he's got a couple of wide receivers. You said that Curtis Samuel pickup. I also wanted him. Uh, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that the Washington team is going to have three wide receivers that are all going to perform. Uh, you saw it this week. Yep. Jahan Dotson had a touchdown. Curtis Samuel had a touchdown. I think Terry McLaurin was the worst of the three, and he had a fine game. Like, it wasn't bad by any means. So, we'll see what happens. But I think Danny's on the way up. I uh, I know we'll see in the power rankings where we moved him to, but I think he's on the way up. I think Kyler will start to turn it around a little more when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. And we're we're starting to see – a little more life out of Danny's team after a dismal week one that 
made you question if he was going to be uh, anything relevant. So yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, you got Kamara on your bench, he doesn't play. You got George Kittle on your bench, he doesn't play. So I think when he gets those two guys back, and we all know that Danny was a little light in running backs. So, you know, you lose Kamara and you got to flex in a wide receiver and it's just about making the right decision. And he chose more over Cooper and Cooper ended up blowing up on his bench. I think when he gets Kamara and Kittle back and Kittle back with, with Jimmy G, I think that's a safer option because nobody really knew what to expect with, with uh, Lance as the quarterback and Kittle on the field. I don't even think they played much. I don't remember about last year if they played too often from Trey's like two games he played. But Jimmy G and George Kittle, and you know, they have a rapport. They know what they're doing. They're gonna. Jimmy's gonna throw the ball over the middle. He can't throw deep, but he's gonna throw it in those little like crossing patterns that they like so much. Yeah, I think I think Jimmy G coming back is significantly better for most of the 49ers' weapons. Uh, takes for away that weapons. Yes, I agree. Even running because. Uh... I think you would have seen as time went on that Trey Lance was going to take away rushing opportunities from the running backs. Yeah, uh, and, and, and now you're going to start to see, okay, instead of Trey getting these little runs here and getting these 10 yards, it's going to go to Jeff Wilson. It's going to go to uh, uh, Tyrion Davis price, even though I think he just got hurt with a high ankle sprain. But um, yeah, I think Jimmy G is better for, from a fantasy aspect. I don't know what Trey Lance was going to do. I think he was still in development and you were going to see over this year how he was going to impact the 49ers as a whole. But for fantasy, I think you know what Jimmy G is. And Debo Samuel was the number two wide receiver with him as the quarterback. So, Very true. Um, let's get into the champ. I mean, sorry. I accidentally called you the champ because your team is just so damn good. Well, it's way to absolutely terrifying. No, I'm not Jordan. Don't worry. It means absolutely nothing. I never even win. <laughs> Mario, your team is terrifying. Like, I don't want to play you the rest of the year. Like, I don't want to play you ever. I just don't want to do it. You put up 154 points this week. That wasn't even your high on the year. It's been two weeks. Uh, you have the most points scored by, I think, 35 points. You have 100 points scored more than I do in two weeks, which is ridiculous. And your team is just solid top to bottom. Antonio Gibson, again, he got the touchdown. But he just looks solid. He looks so solid. He's going to be like that 10-point-a-week floor, it looks like, as long as he gets a little bit of receiving work. David Montgomery looked great in a bad, bad game script. And I think if he gets a touchdown, better be careful. Justin Herbert, we know the injury. We're going to see what happens. But it looked like Brandon Staley was optimistic he was going to play pretty soon. And Jeff Justin Jefferson had a terrible week. Like 10.8 for him is a terrible week. I think we're going to expect a lot more. Mike Evans obviously got ejected. We'll see what you do next week. Um, I think you could probably throw in Chris Olave. You have Carson once on your bench. I just noticed that. Damian Harris, good, solid backup running back. Christian Kirk is the one for Jacksonville who seems to be significantly improved from last year. And then you have the best tight end so far this year. I mean, your team is just top to bottom stacked. Not even going to mention the Buffalo defense scoring 22. So... It's just ridiculous how good your team is. And then you yeah. you went up against Christian. Yeah, I Christian Kirk's the linchpin and that's been the that's been the piece that's I'm able to kind of put it all together because if I, I if I don't have Evans, I believe he's appealing it. So I don't know if that's gonna mean he's gonna play, like if it you know, uh, if it delays the suspension. So if Evans is out, I just I can bump 
Kirk into the wide receiver two position. And then I will probably throw in, I believe, I probably see the matchups, but probably go Damian Harris, depending on their matchup. Um, and then if Herbert doesn't play, I picked up Wentz immediately after Herbert got got hurt. I believe we went, I went home, I was looking on there, Wentz was still available, and he's thrown, he's had 27 in back-to-back games uh, each game. So I think I'm relatively safe if Herbert is able to miss it for a couple weeks. Yeah, and I think we're going to continue to see your team dominate. Uh, as far as Christian's team, you know, my start of the week, Derek Carr, he put up 19. So a solid game. He finishes the quarterback 10. I'm happy with that. Uh, I think I expected a little more, but the game script was not for him at all. It was up big, I think 22 to nothing at one point, And they kind of went away from chucking it down the field. And then they came all the way back and Derek Carr just crumpled. Uh, well, I guess Hunter Renfro crumpled. That hit was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, that big fumble. But I think I think Christian's team has a little hope. I I, I can't see Derrick Henry staying this bad. Twenty five yards. It don't look good. It does not look like they look awful. They look just absolutely pathetic as a football team. Yeah, but they played Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo is. I think Buffalo's that good. I think Buffalo has a chance to have the number one offense and the number one defense in the league. Yeah. So. I mean, they, they they shut down they shut down the Rams. The Rams look way better against the Falcons, even though they let them come back late with a couple of Matt Stafford interceptions. But it was just like that defense, that front, adding Von Miller, you know, having all those guys. It's gonna be, and they're missing Tre'Davious White right now. Their number one corner. So yeah. I I think they're legit, and I think they they knew nobody's gonna beat us except for Derrick Henry. So they shut him down. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore looked okay. He finally got in the end zone. Uh, that's kind of what we've said every year for him. If he gets the end zone work, he's going to be a great wide receiver. So that's the start of it. Uh, Deontay Johnson, again, tons of receptions, tons of targets. Pat Fryermuth looked good. He got another end zone target. And then his start of the week, Brandon Ayuk. I think it helped that Jimmy G came in. He got a lot more targets once Jimmy G came in. And uh, we'll see. But Christian's team, a little scary uh, in a bad way. And I think he'll eventually round the corner as one of the better teams, maybe make his way to the middle of the pack. We'll see. I, I do like I do like his team. I think Leonard Fournette's got some upside. Uh, Derrick Henry, again, I just don't. I, he's so good. And maybe maybe he's hit the age where he can't do it, or the foot injury is more than what it what it was. Uh, but I I really really think that he's going to bounce back and have a better season. I just don't think it's even him. I, it's just the Titans. Like if you are playing them, what are you going to do? You're not. You have zero worry about anybody going deep. So you can play your safeties high. You can play your linebackers close to the line. You can play your corners like you know soft up doesn't matter. Nobody's going to fly by you. You have nothing to worry about. Robert Woods is not flying by you. Traylon Burks is not flying by you. You can just stack the line, get everybody up there, and he's going up against, you know, he's going up against eight guys in the box every single time. 13 carries for 25 yards. That is not it. That is not it. If Christian's running backs, Christian's running backs, if they have, you know, let's call it 15 points each, I think his team feels a little different. Uh, I am... I am intrigued by what he's going to do with Deontay Johnson because he has Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. Uh, 
I don't know how successful you can – I don't think Pittsburgh throws the ball enough to warrant carrying both of those guys. It ended up working this week, 13.7, 12.2 for each respectively, but how many weeks is it going to be like that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I think, again, I'm just – I'm not going to bet against Derek Henry yet. I, I, I still think – I still think he could do it. We'll see, though. Yeah, we will. Uh, let's move into Jesse and Curtis. This was a absolute slugfest. That was fun to watch. I know Kurt was hyped on this. Uh, we had, uh, you know, two mission bears going up against each other, which was fun. Kurt put up 147 points in a week where his quarterback, sadly, Trey Lance put up 2.5, which just goes to show the rest of his team. It also helps when you have two wide receivers on your team, put up 40 points each in Jalen Waddle and Amon Ross St. Brown. Can I just say, I love watching Amon Ross St. Brown. He is just a, a, just a treat to watch play football. He's so good. He's always open. Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback. I think, and they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So they're going to throw, they're going to have to throw the ball. Waddle is just the greatest touchdown celebration of the last couple years it is every time i just want him to score all the time just to see him do it that's all just I want. to see the waddle baby just to see the waddle you know saquon had a little bit of coming back down to earth cook i think cook is going to have better games that was just a i think that was a tough matchup they got behind early had to really start you know they couldn't even stay on the field kirk cousins kept throwing interceptions uh, and then for Jesse's team, Mahomes had a below average week. Patterson fell back down to earth. James Robinson is going to be a decent player. He looks like he's getting his run. He's getting most of the rushing work. Etienne gets the passing work. Even But even the passing work is split between the two. Uh, Robinson is definitely getting his fair share. Cup is going to do what Cup does. Judy is injured. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Uh, but it looks like he, you know, maybe he'll have to pick up somebody off waivers. He doesn't really have, you know, Claypool hasn't really done it yet. Gage hasn't shown to do it yet. Devontae Parker is just no, thank you. So he will definitely <laughs> need another wide receiver. Uh, Kelsey, you know, you don't think he's going to get 10 every week. You know, he's going to get more than that. Um, yeah, I, I, but Jesse had a great week nonetheless. I mean, 130, that's nothing to, you know, that's nothing to frown upon, frown upon. You just came up against a better team. Yeah, I think I think my biggest worry with Jesse's team is again the running back room. James Robinson, great, great to have on that bench, but Cordero Patterson, again another okay, not great week. Cam Akers, although he looked better, still not a great week, and he's got to start one of those guys. And there is nothing on the waiver wire. Miles Sanders looked good, so I guess you yeah. can move him into the flex. But like you said, who's he got on the bench? So yep. he's got a he's got a lot of question marks for me still. I mean, twenty five points from a defense. I don't think that's going to happen too often, uh, and that you know that put him over that hump of the into the one thirties. And uh, yeah, Kurt's team terrifying. Didn't even have a quarterback this week really, and still put up one hundred and forty seven. So yeah, I think you know looking at Jesse's team, I think if he if he can flip, he has five starting running backs. If he can flip one of them for like a wide receiver three, wide receiver two, I think that'll help his team a lot because you know somebody might want to take a chance on Edmonds, somebody might want to take a chance on Acres, somebody might want to take a chance on Patterson, Sanders. They're all kind of like the same tier. They're not like. You know they're not going to blow up every single week, but they definitely have the potential because they're they're going to get their run. I think somebody would want to take an opportunity if Jesse can just find a wide receiver too that he likes. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get into Dong versus Yvonne. Uh, Michael Dong 
he's got a really solid team, man. Uh, he has Josh Allen, who's going to carry him, I think, every week. It just looks like the dude's going to put up 25-plus every single week for the rest of the year because he's so good. Uh, he had 29, uh, 29.6. And uh, Austin Eckler looked good again. Even though he didn't have the touchdown or the red zone work, he got a ton of receptions. He had nine receptions, and Justin Herbert was just dumping them off to him without Keenan Allen there. So I think that'll that'll help. Uh, again, like I said earlier in the year, he has Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, and you saw Austin Eckler's big game when Keenan Allen was out. I think they're going to take away from Austin Eckler when Keenan Allen comes back, which I believe is next week. Uh, he's at least projected to come back next week. Clyde, another good game. Uh, just a ton of work, really efficient, got it done again. And I think he had a down week for Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is going to bounce back next week. I don't, I don't know how they don't get it done a little more uh, against the Bears, a Bears team that really doesn't look too scary on either side of the ball. And then you got uh, Graham Gano, 17 points. I don't think you can expect, expect 17 from a kicker, but when it happens, it's a little blessing. And that, that honestly won him the game. He won by uh, 15, and Yvonne's kicker scored one point. Graham Gano had 17, so that was the difference in that game. Yvonne's team, I think Yvonne's team is just going to float around 100 to 120. I don't see a ton of upside for his team. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think, can pop. Jonathan Taylor can obviously pop. But I think the rest of them... You want a little more. I think T. Higgins is was pretty close to a ceiling this week with 19. It, it didn't feel like Joe Burrow was going to be a 16-point quarterback, even though that's where he finished. I mean, he was getting sacked nonstop. He wasn't making a ton of deep throws. It was more the late-game comeback uh, with the touchdown and the two-point conversion that put him over that middle-of-the-pack road. And, uh, yeah, I think Jahan Dotson is going to take a step up. But with the three weapons there, it's going to be hard for one of them to really, really pop because it looks like Carson Wentz wants to spread the ball around. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor's not going to get 7.3 every week. Like, it, that's just not going to happen. I think I think Avon needs to trade Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. I don't think he can – I don't think there's a point in having both of them on the same team. I mean, are you, do you really want to hold one of them just in case the other gets hurt, maybe? But then you're, you know, you're playing a really, like, weird odds game at that point. Uh, DeHotson, uh, Jahan Dotson playing well, I think has really benefited him as the wide receiver, too. He's got T. Higgins, you know, as, as the flex, who came back and had a really good week coming off after uh, the concussion. Uh, I think Avon's got a pretty good team. I mean, he's got Drake London on his bench who went off. He can, you know, he can only rise. And Chris Godwin didn't even play. And he's going to come back and, you know, he's going to do his thing at some point. I like Avon's team. I, and I think Burrow is also going to get better. He's got he's got pieces that are playing below their expectation. And I think that they're only going to get better uh, as that happens. As for Mike, like you said, Eckler and Clyde, I still think he should try to trade Clyde. I just don't think he's the one. I think he's going to get hurt at some point. Or I think he's, you know, they just they have too much of a diverse running back that, I think he's going to consistently get that given he's not getting a lot of opportunities with, Absolutely. Uh, with his team. Tyler Higby was a pretty good, was a pretty good choice. He came, he's come out. He's had a really good, really good start to the season in terms of uh, target share and everything. Plus he had Tyler. I mean, he's got Tyler Lockett on his bench who had 19.7 and he's, he's capable of doing that any week. They don't really have many other options besides Metcalf and, uh, and Lockett. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's tough to trust the Seahawks week to week, though. So it's it's going to be more about can you play him the right week than it is about can he do it. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're ready to jump into these power rankings. Yeah, let's do it. Power rankings. I just want to say that drop took like at least an hour to get right. And it still gives me chills. So good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'll start off with the bottom. Uh, we both had the same bottom two. I had Alex at number 12. You had Alex at number 12. So he finishes number 12 in the consensus rankings. Uh, I think Alex's team, he hasn't even broken 90 yet. Uh, 77 the first week, like you said, 88 this week. It leaves a lot to be wanted through Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey didn't have a bad week. He just didn't have that nuclear week we're used to. Uh, he had 17. Again, James Conner. You got a lot of guys on the team. Darno Mooney. Zach Ertz got lucky with the overtime. That's when he really came alive. And uh, Josh Jacobs is his flex. I just don't – there's not a lot of pieces here I like. I don't think there's a lot of hope for the future. I think he's going to have to make some trades or make some big waiver wire pickups to really push into the playoff contention. Yep. And then uh, for Christian, I think we, we, we covered him pretty good. It just, he's got a lot of question marks with Derrick Henry. Can he do it? He hasn't done it for two weeks. Now you're starting to get a little worried. And his other guys all around are just mediocre. Whereas other guys have super talents in their flex. I'm just looking at your matchup. You have Christian Kirk. You scoring 25 a week. It looks like, Versus Brandon Ayuk, who had a decent week, but you you want more. And you also need to just make sure that your running backs are set. And I don't think his are. Uh, I do like Derrick Henry for the future. And I think Leonard Fournette will be good. But uh, I guess you got to see it first. Before I'm going to move him up, I want to see Derrick Henry really go off. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, Christian has uh, DeAndre Hopkins on his bench, J.K. Dobbins on his bench. So when we get to about, you know, the week, week six, seven, and, you know, depending on where Christian's at and those guys come back, we'll see how Hopkins does when he comes back after, I believe it's a six game suspension. Will Dobbins be able to come back? They Ravens can't run the ball They're they, All they do is throw right now. They can't run the ball. They don't really have like a really good running back. So will Dobbins Lamar Jackson. Answer? Yeah. That's, Lamar that's Jackson their, is a really good running back. Game. That's their running game. That's all they need. They don't need anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, at number 10, we have Jordan who's moving up. A little slowly but surely. His team's really showing what he can do. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a much better week. I still think it was... I think he, in an NFL game, he had a better game that didn't dictate towards fantasy. I mean, he was slinging the ball wherever he wanted. Um, Looked like Curtis on a Saturday night. You know... Kareem Hunt, I think Kareem Hunt can still, you know, blow up. Daryl Henderson can blow up. He's got Tyreek Hill, Tyler Boyd. You know, he's got pieces. Aaron Jones had a great week. He's got pieces. Gabe Davis will come back when Gabe Davis comes back. I have zero problems with him coming in and just stepping right into that explosive offense. Uh, he could use another piece or two, but I think I think Jordan's team can definitely cause some damage to, to some individuals on a weekly basis. Uh, and then at number nine, we had... Uh, who has fallen way down your rankings because you had him at number one. Number nine, we had Danny. Uh, his team is just not living up to the hopes of, of what 
he was hoping for. You know, you got Kyler, Kamara, Mixon, Hollywood. Like, his team is stacked. He's got, like, some really, really good pieces, but they just have missing Kamara, missing Criddle. He's just – they're not playing up to up to what he drafted them for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with Yvonne's team, I, I really think that he's got a great team, but he, he's got a lot of work to do uh, in picking up guys that are going to help him get over that hump. I think Jeff Wilson was a steal for him, obviously with Elijah Mitchell going down right away. And now with uh, Jimmy G in, that's going to really help. And I don't know. We'll see. It looks like his bench is pretty stacked with some young talent, but it's going to take some time for him to uh, really be able to confidently start some of these guys. As for Danny, we've already talked about him quite a bit that his running backs are just, it was his strength and now it's his weakness. You know, Zeke hasn't looked good for, almost two straight games now and uh Kamara out again don't know what's going to happen when he's back if he comes back sooner rather than later when is it Joe Mixon again the Bengals don't look nearly as good on the offensive side so does that mean that they're going to be able to score more touchdowns that's where a lot of his value came in last year um yeah Danny's team leaves a lot a lot to be wanted and I think uh I think it's going to Maybe come to fruition later in the season, but will he be able to be around for that? Yeah, and that was number uh, Vaughn was at number eight that you were talking about. That's what we have. That's where we slotted Vaughn in this week is number eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I've uh, covered Yvonne's team then. Uh, as for Jordan's team, we'll go way, way back. Again, he's got some good pieces, like you said, and I just think the second half of his bench is just all waiver wire guys, you know, Jawan Jennings, Josh Reynolds, Ryan Tannehill, Dontre Hilliard, uh, Julio Jones. I mean, all these guys, Julio, maybe you could start, but he's injured and we know how long it takes Julio to get back healthy, but that's four guys that I think you can find on the waiver wire and mostly. So he's got to make some moves to bolster up that roster. Yeah. Uh, take some shots, take some shots without a doubt. Hope something sticks. Absolutely. Uh, so for Yvonne already went over his team, uh, I do like it, and I do think he'll move up higher. Uh, you had him at eight. I had him at nine. Uh, I just think there's a couple of questions. And then at number seven, we had Justin. We both had him at seven. I think another bad week for Justin uh, on the scoreboard, playing some guy that just puts up 130. So he's 0-2, but he's got a ton of points scored. His team is very solid, top to bottom, I think. I think he just needs a little help at quarterback. And – if he throws in Jameis Winston, I doubt he will. I, I think he'll probably drop him with his back injury. But if he puts in Garrett Wilson there, he wins the game. So I think there's a good chance for Justin's outlook in the future. We'll see what happens. But I do really like Justin's team. Yeah, I agree with pretty much all that. Michael Thomas playing on, you know, Michael Thomas coming back up to a Michael Thomas standard is has really helped. His wide receivers are really good. Um, he just, he needs that quarterback. He can maybe look to Mike Dong. Mike Dong has Tua sitting on his bench and, Mike's not going to play Tua over over Josh Allen, but it's going to take it's going to take a little bit of a of a you know couple pieces to get Tua away after putting up almost forty points on this team. Yeah, I, I I I personally don't believe in trading when players have a bomb week. I try to trade them. So Mike Dong, I'd be looking to trade Tua, but uh, I wouldn't be trying to pick him up off of well, I think he had thirty eight. I I don't think that's a realistic expectation for two is future but i think yeah. it'll be a solid piece agreed uh number six we have dmar the co-host himself uh solid team you know lamar is your quarterback is never a bad thing Brees hall i think he's only going to go up 
Um, Devonte Javante Williams is seemingly to seeming to get the more carries. It seems like than Melvin Ingram at least. Javante's just he just pops out when you watch him on the screen compared to to Melvin Ingram, which would make sense. A lot younger running back, more power, more force. Uh, you got Chase. Chase is going to have a better week than than last week. Mike Williams will I like I said earlier depend on what Herbert will do. Um, Cole Komet, you said you're dropping, so you got to find a tight end. Uh, to replace him with Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a great week. I think they finally figured out how to get him involved in the offense. Uh, you could always slide in Bateman as another wide receiver if you think Mike Williams isn't going to do well. You have Lazard waiting there. You have Trevor Lawrence if for some reason Lamar goes down. I think Trevor Lawrence can – I think we're showing that the first place Jacksonville Jaguars are, you know, I don't think they're going to be around all year, but they're playing well. I really like what Peterson's building there. Um Ever since they signed him, I thought he was a great coach. I thought, you know, if the Cowboys had Peterson rather than McCarthy, I would feel way more confident about what the Cowboys could do. I like Peterson yeah. as a coach. I really, I really like you saying that. It really makes me feel good inside. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, and then I believe at number five, staying there back-to-back weeks, we have Jesse, Mr. Fab himself. Uh, Mahomes had a down week. You know, what are his five same-tiered running backs going to do? Uh, question mark with Jerry Judy. Who's he going to place in there for him? Um, yeah, I I think Jesse's got a pretty good team, but I can see him I can see him taking a little bit of a downturn if if a lot of his guys just don't hit the mark. He doesn't have a lot of like high ceiling guys behind besides Mahomes, Cup, Kelsey. You know, he's got a kind of a lot of guys who have a low-ish ceiling. So can they explode? Absolutely. And, you know, he scored 33 points less, actually 43 points less than that last week. So that's a big drop off. And like I said, I think he'll come back down to the mean. I think he'll drop even further. I think he'll be around 120 a week, which is a toss up every week if you're going to win in a full PPR league. Uh, At number four, we had Michael Dong. Dude's team is just solid top to bottom. It's, It's so good. We've talked about it before. Josh Allen leading the way. Eckler, I think, will be good. Like you said, he should probably trade Clyde if he can. But uh, Brandon Cooks, I think, will take a step up. I didn't like the Jarvis Landry start a ton, but I understand it with Michael Pittman going out. I know it's easy to say afterward, but I probably would have gone with Lockett uh, just because Jarvis Landry had a big week one, and it didn't feel like the Saints were going to be nearly as good against the Bucks, But still, got the job done. 116 on the board. We still have him ranked pretty high because he was missing quite a few pieces and he still balled out. Yep. And then at uh, number three, we had Mick Gino actually tied with Curtis for second. Uh, but, you know, again, top to bottom, solid team. Jalen Hurts and Stefan Diggs, 77 points combined. Absolutely ridiculous. Pretty down week everywhere else. But like we said, didn't start DeAndre Swift. And I think he's just a solid, solid team. He's got A.J. Dillon, who had a down week. Aaron Jones had two total touchdowns and all the work. That's not going to happen every week. Cortland Sutton is going to be the one for the foreseeable future with tons and tons of targets. And I think his team is just super solid. I think he had a 13% chance of winning, according to projections, and he won by 20. So, uh, McGino, seriously good team. Yep. Going to be interesting to see what happens with Dalton Schultz. Um I think I saw he has the same injury that Zeke had last year. So does 
does McGino try to find another tight end? Does, do they rock with Schultz and just kind of see how it goes for a couple weeks? Um, I think Etienne is capped by James Robinson. If James Robinson goes down, I think Etienne's value just absolutely goes through the roof that for that team. And I think, I, I you know, if you have Etienne, you kind of want Robinson to, you know, maybe take a week off to nurse the Achilles or something like that because he will, he will pop off. I think he's just getting a majority or at least some of the passing work. Yeah, I think a big part of Etienne's value is that Everybody thought James Robinson wasn't going to come back because very few players, if ever, any, come back and look great with an Achilles, especially running backs. And, of course, it's James Robinson because he just does it every time. He's such a good player, and I, I actually do really root for him, but it wouldn't hurt to uh, have ETN get some serious work. Yep. Uh, number two, we have Curtis. Um, Dalvin Cook and Saquon as your two running backs is always going to be a good thing. And they had to, they had a little down weeks last week compared to what he did before. And he still put up 147 Debo and Jalen and Waller and Amon Ra. That's a pretty, that's a pretty solid foursome. We're going to get you some, uh, some points. Kirk cousins. I think he'll be able to put up some fantasy points. Uh, I don't think he'll ever really consistently get to the 25, 30 point mark, but I think he can get you 20. He can definitely get you 20 on a good week. Um, and he had to pivot because Trey Lance got hurt. So maybe he looks to go get a, you know, a better quarterback. Uh, Robbie Anderson's looked good on Carolina. He seems to be Baker Mayfield's, you know, preferred target. I know he didn't have a good week last week, but um, DJ, the only reason DJ Moore did was because he had a touchdown. If you give that touchdown to Robbie Anderson, it looks a better. Pollard's on his bench and Tony Pollard is 20. You know, he's more dynamic than Zeke at this point. Zeke just, he doesn't, Tony Pollard just looks more explosive than Zeke does. Um, I know you can probably speak more to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Pollard has the burst that Zeke is now missing in his age and injuries. I think the biggest difference with Pollard is he can't really run down the middle. And that's my biggest worry with him as a fantasy option. Uh, he's not nearly as good up the gun as uh, Zeke is. But on the outside, he's ridiculous. He's crazy fast. He's got the burst. He's got shiftiness. So if he can get that edge, it's 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 big news for uh, fantasy value. Yeah. Um, and then at number one, we have uh, my team, uh, 2-0, put up the most points back-to-back -back weeks. A uh, little worried about what Herbert's going to do, you know, if he's going to, you know, how injured is he? How long is he going to be out? What are they going to be able to do? Um but yeah, liking what my team's showing so far. Mark Andrews has returned on that, I believe, second round pick. Christian Kirk has been a salvation. I picked him up, I believe, pretty late. Let me see, what did I pick him up as? The 67th pick, so like fifth, sixth round. Um, that's been nice. I had high hopes for him. They signed him to a big contract, figured they were going to use him. Justin Jefferson, I think, will bounce back a bit. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I But I've, I've liked what my team has shown so far. Yeah, you know, when you average 160 points a week, it really is easy to like your team. Uh, your team's ridiculous. We talked about it before. It's deep. Your starters are better than most people's starters. And, you know, even if Justin Herbert goes down, you got Carson Wentz, who's actually been outscoring him. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think your team's solid top to bottom. I think you'll be at the one spot for quite a while, unless there's a major injury, which we never hope for. And that wraps up the power rankings for this week. All right, so let's introduce our second guest on the Intelligent Ones football show, the one and only Justin Horse Dorsey. The horse is here. <laughs>
There he is. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you, fellas. I'm happy to be here. What a drop. Well, love to have you. Had to get Lois Griffin on for uh, for Justin. We can hear it one more time. It's pretty good. The Please. horse is here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have no one else besides Lois Griffin. Oh, my God. All right. I think uh, we're ready to jump right into the starts of the week with you, Jay. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The Intelligent Ones starts of the week. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm going to start it off with the one and only quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. So I went with Kirk Cousins this week. I really, really think that he's going to have a big bounce back game. He's in a 10 a.m. slot, no prime time against the Detroit Lions. I actually think it'll be a pretty close game. And I think Detroit, as well as they played offensively and they've really been competitive in the last two games, I think their defense struggle is pretty hard. Uh, And I think you'll see it again. I think a big bounce back week for Kirk Cousins. And I think he'll finish as a quarterback one. Yeah, I agree. He's not in prime time. That's all you needed to say to me. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, uh, my quarterback start of the week, I have Jared Goff. Uh, over under in that game is 53 and a half. Detroit's been putting up 35 points per game. Goff's got six passing touchdowns through two games, which is tied for second overall. They're, they're constantly behind by just so many points. So they have to air it out. He finally has a receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown to actually pick up a lot of the load. Uh, and you still got Hawkinson. You still got Swift coming out of the backfield who can do a lot of the passing uh, pass catching work. Uh, Minnesota is giving up 275 passing yards per game, uh, which, you know, isn't a crazy amount, but it, it, it shows that they're giving up a lot. Um, and Minnesota is, I think, going to put up points on Detroit because Detroit's defense is not the best. Um, yeah, I just I think I think golf's going to have a pretty good week. I, I He's not going to, you know, explode. But if you're looking for a player to, you know, maybe a pinch start or, you know, you're you're deciding between two quarterbacks or deciding on picking somebody up. I think golf is going to come in and I think he's going to actually have a, a good week. That's solid. I think I'm going to go with uh, Joe Burrow this week. He's had a rough start to the season. Um, after, you know, week one, they had, I think he had like five turnovers, four interceptions and a fumble. And so last week he didn't really have the turnovers, but there was just no production there. And I don't see that going three weeks in a row, honestly. Um, the over-under on that is 45 and a half. And so I can definitely see that being a pretty high-scoring game. Um, I think a lot of his issues in the beginning were just the sacks. I mean, the past two weeks he's had – I think he's been sacked 12 or 13 times and luckily for him the Jets only have three sacks this year so that should bode well for the offensive line I mean obviously you know a lot of questions going on with them but uh I I think he's due for a bounce back game as as well as the whole Bengals squad that's my favorite pick between all three of us yeah I I think uh if you're ever going to get right it's versus the Jets although I will remind you last year the Jets lost to the Bengals or the Bengals lost to the Jets with Mike White leading the charge. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, for my running back start of the week, I'm going with a, a pretty far out there guy, Travis Etienne for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's bold. Uh, yeah, I really think that this is going to be a game script where they're going to have to go away from James Robinson and go more to the pass catching back, which is Travis Etienne. I think they're going to be down to the Chargers. Uh, and the Chargers, they're 
middle of the pack against the run against running backs in fantasy, but they're really bad in the red zone. So I, I, I got a feeling Travis Etienne is going to get a touchdown. I think uh, you're going to start to see Trevor Lawrence have to throw the ball a lot more this game. They were, they were up 24, nothing and they won 24, nothing against the Colts last week. So it didn't, it wasn't really essential to dump off, but I think the chargers pass rush combined with, being down is going to lead to a lot of receptions and a lot of fantasy points for Travis Etienne. Yeah, I can, I can see, you know, I'm a little scared with Etienne because I remember in the first game, I believe he had two, two turnovers in the red zone, or at least he had one turnover. He fumbled the ball and then he had a, he just dropped a flat out pass that if he catches it in turns, he's going to score. I can see Robinson just picking up the slack off that, you know, play Peterson playing it safe with Robinson, who, who's usually pretty good. Yeah, uh, no, go for it, Jay. Oh, no, yeah. So I was just going to say my pick, I'm going with Saquon. Um, I feel like he had, a, he had a really big week one. And then week two, it was, it was okay. It was solid, but it wasn't anything special. I feel like his touchdowns don't really correlate to his carries that he's getting. He you know, had 18 carries week one, 21 carries week two. So it's there. And he's always due for that big, like, just break off potential. So I think I can see him doing that. Although Dallas's defense has been pretty solid this year, I think he, um, I think he can get off a couple big runs against them um, if he can get out into the open. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, my running back pick is David Montgomery. Houston's giving up the second highest amount of yards on the ground. Uh, Chicago has shown that they will not throw the ball. So I think David Montgomery and both Khalil Herbert are going to be a taking, you know, a, a bit of the load against Houston uh, to a vulnerable defense. Um, Chicago's offense is just some par and Montgomery's, you know, one of the workhorses on it. He had a great, I think he had around what, 12 carries for like 122 yards or something like that. He had great like average of yards per run. Um, I think on the season, he's going 4.6 shout out thugs uh, per carry. Uh, I can just, yeah, I don't see Houston really stopping Chicago's run game unless they put eight, nine guys in the box. So David Montgomery is my choice. All right. And for the wide receiver, I'm going to go with DK Metcalf versus the Falcons in what should be one of the worst football games to watch this year. <laughs> Seahawks versus the Falcons. Uh Falcons are terrible against wide receivers. They rank 30th in the league in fantasy points given up to the wide receiver position. I, I don't see how DK doesn't get it done. I mean, the dude is a monster. I think Geno Smith really does trust him. Last week, you saw him go to Tyler Lockett a little more. But the Falcons don't really, really have anything going for him outside of A.J. Terrell. But he's looked pretty down on the defensive way end. And I think they're just going to decide that, you know what? If we're going to win this game, we got to go to our best player. And I think the best player is probably DK Metcalf on that team. So they're going to go back to him pretty heavy. God, I'm, yes. just, I'm just so anti Seahawks. I just like from just an out like positivity outlook. I just, I don't have any hope for their offense. Yeah. And they're, they're just really inconsistent, honestly. Um, but yeah, with my pick, I'm going with Devonte Adams. Um, Again, he, he had a big week one, but then week two, Arizona absolutely shut him down. Like, he had two receptions for 12 yards and only seven targets, no TDs. Um, and like most of my picks, I don't see them – I don't see him continuing that, like, after, you know, after what he's proven and what he can do. Um, Titans had a rough week last week uh, against the Bills. So, 
I don't know if they can they can bounce back against the Raiders. Um, the Raiders are like a two point favorite right now. Last I checked, um, and so I think getting Devontae more involved, you know, when they get down in the end zone where he thrives is going to be huge. So I am um, I see him having a big game. Yeah, I don't see Devontae having two catches again. No, for the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wide receiver, I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. Uh, I loved how they Rams were able to utilize him after a subpar week one. Uh, he really just got cardio in week one. Uh, week two, he actually was able to use his hands, catch the ball. He should have had a second touchdown, but I believe his like toe was barely on the sideline, I believe. Nope. I mean, if he ends up with another touchdown, it would have been unbelievable. It uh, was it was the most ridiculous play. I went back and watched it. They called a medical timeout. That's what it was. Oh, wow. It was a medical timeout after the play. And they didn't stop the play. Everybody played the play fully through. It was a touchdown walk-in. Got it. Touchdown. Allen Robinson. I'm psyched. And then they say, nope. We think we thought a player was down to injury, so we blew the whistle, and they just redid the play, and it made absolutely no sense, and I was furious, and he should have had two touchdowns, but it makes him even better this week. He's pissed. Yeah, I think I think I texted you on the side, and then I think I replied, never mind, <laughs> because they, <laughs> they just called that immediately. You, you literally said, Allen Robinson TD, and then X2 for times two, and then never mind, and I was like, that's, that's exactly how I felt. It just felt so bad. <laughs> I still won, so it's okay. Yeah, uh, but Allen Robinson is going up against the Cardinals this week, and they're giving up the second uh, most yards per game in the league. They are just getting absolutely ran through uh, as a defensive unit. They cannot cover anybody. Um, and, yeah, I just think, you know, even if they decide to cover Cooper Cup, you can't leave him, you know, single covered. So you got to put two guys on him. And if you put two guys on him, that's going to leave other people open. And I think Allen Robinson would be able to feast off that. Yeah, love that pick. I, I really think that's going to be a, a good, good shootout, too. Well, you have. Uh, of course you love it. <laughs> you know, I had Cole Komet, too, and I did love that pick. Yes. And then that guy put up zero. <laughs> so now I'm looking to get right. I'm looking to get right at the tight end position with a absolutely sterling, never had a bad game start of the week with Evan Ingram of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know what you're thinking. Evan Ingram. That guy can't catch a ball. Well, guess what? Trevor Lawrence throws such a good ball, he's only gotten one target he didn't catch. Not even a drop. He's 10 for 11 on targets. This guy is a beast. We all knew it when he came out of college, and he was a high draft pick, absolutely freak athlete, but he couldn't catch the ball. I think the problem was the people throwing to him. He's playing the Chargers this week. They're 22 against the tight end. I seriously think they're going to be down against the Chargers. That's why I went with ETN. I'm doubling down. I'm going with Ingram. The short yardage passage, uh, short yards passing because the pass rush is going to get to them. And I really think Evan Ingram is going to have a big game in the tight end landscape. That's only 10 points. So it's not very hard to do. All right. Going all in with the uh, Jaguars, I see. Um, I, my tight end pick of the week, I'm going with the game of the week. I'm going with Kyle Pitts against Seattle. Um, I just, <laughs> I, he's had a shit start to the season, honestly. Um, two games, two receptions each game, 19 yards. 
each game? Like, that's what kind of stat line is that? Uh, he had seven targets week week one, three targets week two, no touchdowns. Um, and I feel like if you're going to come out, like, Seattle's the team to do it against. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel like if they just give him, like, the more looks and more targets, like, he'll open up because I feel like a lot of their passes have gone towards, like, you know, London and uh, other guys. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the Seahawks just gave up a touchdown to Ross frickin' Dwelly, you know? Like, I think hey. Kyle Pitts is a little bit of a better athlete than him. Just don't, a little don't bit. Don't say Ross Dwelly, okay? Got to hey, represent. Hey. I, I agree. Jordan will be happy about that pick, Justin. Uh, as for my pick, I have – I'm going to go – I'm going to double up on the Rams here. I'm going to go Tyler Higby as my start of the week for tight end. Uh, Arizona – do you guys – guess how many fantasy points – Per game, Arizona is giving up to the tight end position. Just give a guess. 13. 13? That's a joke. Uh, they gave up like 40 in week one to Kelsey. So I'm going to say 27. They're giving up 29 fantasy points oh, to the tight end position after two weeks. That is atrocious. I think you could you could do better if you didn't have any linebackers on the field. And they have <laughs> linebackers on the field. So I don't know what they're doing, but it this ain't it. They're giving up almost 29 on average to the tight end position. Tyler Higby is the most targeted tight end in the league after two weeks. He's, I believe he had 11 targets or 12 targets in one week and nine in the other. Uh, I'm really upset, Justin, you picked him up in Dynasty because I dropped him. Uh, I should have dropped in Joku instead, and Higby is was a nice little pivot for you in that. Um, yeah, Cardinals just can't guard anybody. If you're throwing the ball, the Cardinals will not do anything with it. So that's why Higby's my start of the week. There we go. I love it. Beautiful. All right. I think we jump into the matchup preview for next week. All right. Here we are for the matchup preview for the upcoming week, which is week three in the NFL season. Uh, starting off on the schedule, we have Jefferson Air Raid versus Lance Will Make Her Dance. That is myself against the Captain Thuggles himself. Uh, Thugs is going to have some decisions to make. He's got Darryl, or Darnell Mooney. Um, on his active roster starting. Uh, I would love it if that happens because he's done nothing to go through. He doesn't really have many other options. He could play Duvernay. I believe he's questionable. Could play Thielen. Um, Thielen has yet to pop off this year. So I am very interested to see how he's going to navigate that. I'm going to have to pay attention to with Herbert's going to play. If he doesn't, I'm going to pivot to Wentz. Wentz has a little difficult matchup against Philly. We just saw how Philly shut down uh, Kirk Cousins last night. Um, if anything, I'll just go to the waiver wire, or pick up somebody I think might do pretty well. So who do you have winning that one, Mark? I mean, <laughs> really going to make me answer this? Go ahead. Yeah, say it. absolutely. We're going around in the circle. Everybody take their pick. I'm going to go ahead and say myself. Justin? There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Mario as well. I, um, I, I don't think Alex... He's, he has a lot of questions, and like I say, so is Mooney in, and does he really have someone that can replace him? So yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Mar. Mooney's going for forty, and Alex is still going to lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Connor's hurt. Who knows if Connor's going to play next week? Yeah, I don't I don't know how Alex beats you, but it is the David versus Goliath, the one versus the twelve. If it's an upset, it's this week. Yep. All right. Uh, next matchup, we're going to do the two versus the four. This is big. The Mick Gino versus Michael Dong. Uh, I'm really excited for this matchup. I think it's super close. I'm going to give the edge to Michael Dong 
And that's only because I think Josh Allen is going to have an absolute monster game. He's playing Miami. They're going to have to play a lot more offense than they did last week. And I think they're just going to go back and forth scoring. Um, and Michael Pittman should be back. There's going to be a lot of good pieces for Dong working. Keenan Allen may be back. So I think I think Mike Dong gets the edge, but just barely. Yeah, I think um, I'm going the opposite. I'm going Mick Gino with this one. Um, I think it's going to be really high scoring and it's going to be close. Um, but I think they can pull it out. They need to figure out what they're doing at tight end. Um, they only have Dalton Schultz, who I believe is still hurt, and they don't have a backup tight end. And, you know, that might, might come down to like that decision. So if they can find someone, I, I think they'll pull away with the win. Yeah, I, I'm leading Mike Dong here. Uh, I Like you said, the tight end. Uh, I don't. I'm not crazy about Smith Schuster as the the flex. I like I like his quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and then the other couple pieces that are going to need to get points against with uh, against Mike Dong. I just don't think he has enough to be able to recover from that. Maybe Etienne fills in in the flex. Um, maybe Penny can play, but I think I think Mike just carried by Josh Allen and it that's it, an even bigger boost. Yeah. All right, next one we have Curtis versus Justin. Uh, I think Curtis, you know, Curtis has a good team. I think this is going to be a battle for UJ. Um, Dalvin Cook, I think, is going to bounce back. Saquon's, I think, going to have a better game. We'll see how Debo, Debo does with Jimmy G. Um, yeah, I think he's got he's got a good team. I think for yourself, I think the question mark is at quarterback. Do you play Jameis? Do you play Russ? Do you maybe look at the waiver wire, look at somebody else? Uh, I think... Your wide receivers are solid. I don't think you have any problems there. Your running backs, I don't think you have any problems there. But the quarterback, I think you're going to have to address. Yeah, I agree. Um, my Russ has been a complete disappointment for me. Um, but, you know, I'm going to have to make some changes, you know, try to, you know, risk it a little bit. I feel like my team's done solid so far this year. Um, I've just gone up against better teams, you know, which is, you know, how fantasy goes. And Hunter Henry hasn't done me any justice. So, you know, but I think it'll be a close one. I don't think it'll be a close one. I'm going with the horse is here. That's it, baby. <laughs> we're going. Let's we're go. going with the one and only Justin with a big upset here. Let's go. I baby. don't. I, I. I really, as much as it's your pick of the week, I don't think Saquon's gonna fall out versus my boys. I think our defense is legit. Leighton Van Der Esch is great against the one. Micah Parsons is a leading candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think we're going to get serious pressure on Daniel Jones. I mean, their O-line's played well, but it's not, like, top tier. I I really think that Curtis is going to have a difficult week with Saquon. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to ball out, and I think that'll help Dalvin Cook a little bit. But outside of that, Jalen Waller just scored 40. It's tough to do it two weeks in a row. Uh, Darren Waller just had a big game. I think he's going to regress a little bit. I mean, he had two guys score 40 last week. I don't think they do it again. And I think Justin's team is finally going to get right. Uh, I do think you need to make an adjustment at quarterback, but I think you're probably picking somebody up because why wouldn't you? So I'm going to go with the horse. Love it, baby. Buffalo, Miami is going to be a great game. I think that's going to be a really fun one. Kurt's, Kurt's a a major part of Kurt's game is going to come down to uh, Detroit versus Minnesota. He's got, I believe three guys in that game. He's got Amon Ra, he's got cook and he's got cousins. So I think that'll be once that those games are done in the morning, I think you'll have a very good image as to how the rest of the week or how the rest of your matchup is going to go out. But I, Jay, I love you, but I'm going to go Kurt on this. It's all good, baby. 
I, I did want to go Kurt. I just, I like the underdog. And I was definitely not going to take Alex as an underdog versus Mar. So I had to go with you, Jay. Appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out with one this week. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> do it with a, use Jesse, whatever revenge psychopathic stuff he uses to fuel him. Just pure hatred. Yeah, that's all it is. All right. Honestly, next you said you said you're going to pull out, Jay. There's only one person I know that can pull out better than you. Yikes. <laughs> My God. No comment. <laughs> no comment. All right. Next matchup, we got uh, Baby Dick Bambi against Mr. Fab David Stern. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Mahomes, what does he do against Indy? I think he'll play better than he did last week. Um, I... Man, this is tough. I can see Dante. I can see you winning. You know what, Dante? I think you're going to win. Absolutely. Let's go, Mar. Let's go. I will say I, I have quite a few acquisitions in, so my team will look a little different. Um, but I, I, I think I got a chance versus Jesse. Uh, I think Jesse's team is probably a little better overall. But I think if uh, Patrick Mahomes can have a little down week again versus the Colts, which is probably not likely. But if it can happen, I think I got a chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with you, D. I think you're gonna come away with the win. I don't I'm not big on Jesse's team. Like they're solid, but I'm not really big on Miles Sanders. Uh who knows if Jerry Judy's gonna, you know, bounce back. Um, yeah, so I'm going with you. And I, I just want it. you to know the only reason I'm telling you that I want you to win is so Jesse ends up putting all of the hatred into his team and just blows you out of the water. See, but you know what counters hatred, Mar? Love. That's and not I have with Jesse. None of it. Not with Jesse. That <laughs> not shit with doesn't Jesse. work on him. Uh all right. And for our final matchup, I think it's Yvonne taking on Black Voodoo Magic Dream Shatterer versus I Would Walk Five Hundred Miles. Uh I'm gonna take Yvonne in this one. I know it's tilted that way. Uh I think Kareem Hunt, again, playing Pittsburgh. Tough divisional game. I don't think it'll be very high scoring. Aaron Rodgers is playing Tampa. I think that's a much better defense than the Chicago defense. Tyreek Hill could still have a big game, but again, it's versus Buffalo, and they've shut down everybody. Nobody's had a big game on them except for Cooper Cup. And I think I think it'll be a close one. I think I'm going to give the edge to Yvonne, though. I like, I like his team. I think Joe Burrow versus the Jets will have a big bounce back week. A.J. Brown had a down week last week. I'm I'm a big proponent of Jonathan Taylor bouncing huge back against Kansas City. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna really have a battle there and they're gonna need to run the ball to, to run that clock out and not give Mahomes the ball. Yeah. Um I agreed with you before we started. And then for some reason I want to change my answer and I'm gonna go with Jordan. I don't really have any evidence because all my evidence was for Yvonne, but I feel like Jordan's team just somehow pulls away and he hasn't really like had that yet this year and i feel like he can come back and have a big game tyreek hill i think that buffalo game is going to be really high scoring and so i feel like he might not you know go for 40 again but he'll put up high 20s uh, i could see that happening and then i think kyle pitts will be right up there as well so yeah i'm gonna go with jordan in a close low scoring game i would love to see jordan switch out tyler boyd for gabe davis if gabe davis can play i think that's gonna put him over the edge and i'm gonna go jordan absolutely no idea why because i like avon's team he's got aj brown he's got burrow he's got taylor uh, I, I, he has Higgins. I, I don't know why I'm going Jordan. I'm, I'm going Jordan. That's a purely heart pick. I I'm, think I'm, so. I'm going to say it right now. Jordan cannot say GG's to Yvonne in the chat because Yvonne does not read the chat very often. So that's that the magic can't work. That's all yep. I'm going to say. He's yep. a busy man. He is. 
He is. All right, now for our actual last final preview. No, nope. Mar, uh, Mar, have... Mar, 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 we said we weren't going to do this one. This is such a bad matchup, it doesn't count. That's what we said. <laughs> is it because of the teams or the people involved? Both. Uh, both. It's it's definitely both, but I, I, would, I would lean towards the teams. <laughs> Someone's walking away with their first win. Oh, that's it. Oh, talk about bragging rights. I think Danny's going to get him. I think Danny's going to get Christian. I think Coach Dan is going to beat Pete Rozelle. Um, I think Kyler's going to have a good game. They're going to need to stick with the Rams, so they're going to have to throw the ball. If Kamara comes back in, that's a huge boost. I, if Kittle comes back in, that's a huge boost. So I think – let me put a caveat. If Kamara and Kittle play, Danny's got it. If Kamara and Kittle are out, I'm going to go Christian. What if one of them plays? If Kamara plays over Kittle, I'm still going to go Dan. If Kittle plays over Kamara, I will go Christian. See, but what I think you're forgetting, Mar, is that DK Metcalf is going for 44 points. Oh, my so God. does that does that change your opinion at all? There, Dante, considering that is never going to happen. No, it does not. Yeah, I'm going with Christian. I don't think I really don't think Alvin Kamara is going to play. So and I think that's probably going to be one of the deciding factors. So I'm going with Christian. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to have a little little bounce back game. And um, yeah, I think Christian in a, in a close one, like less than five points. This is easily my favorite matchup of the week, though. Easily. Oh, yes. So much smack talk going to be happening this weekend. I don't know why we're calling it a matchup. This is the battle of the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dan and Dan and Kurt had some pretty good smack talk. Kurt was letting it rip on Dan at the end of that game. Well, that's because Danny thought he was going to win. Everyone loves just going against Danny because he just talks all the time. It's like, all right, shut up. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that's the matchup previews for the week. And now let's get into our favorite segment. Can you beat the D? And now it's time for Can You Beat the D? Just gets me hyped up every time. What an intro. Let's go, baby. Are you guys ready? Ready. Absolutely. All right. This is the rules, baby. Three questions each. Justin, can you beat the D? Let's do it. All right. Because you're the visitor, you will be going first. Here we go. In the past eight years, the Dallas Cowboys have had two players lead the league in rushing. Who are both of those players? Oh, man. Why? Okay. So I know... One of them, I can't think of his name right now. The top of my head, it was probably eight years ago. Um, oh, what is his freaking name? Dante, do you know this? Absolutely. I can give you all the years too, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that Alex memory when it comes to the Cowboys stats. Well, that's why, that's why I couldn't ask it to him. No, no. Um I can't think of the one that was like eight years ago. I, was, I think it was probably like 15 or 16. Um, Who is there? The one you do know? The other one I'm thinking would be Zeke, but I don't even know if that's right. No, it that's is correct. It that's is, correct. Zeke, and the other one, I, I can picture him and everything, but I just can't picture his name. It was like 15 or 16. 2015 or 16, I think it was. Maybe 14. Who is it? I think it was it, 2016. It, it was no, it was the 2014 15 season. Was, right? Eight years uh, ago. We were 13 and three. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco the, Murray. Yes. The DeMarco yeah. Murray. 
Yep. Yeah. And Zeke, I think, had it in both 2016. He led the league in his rookie year. It was close. He had 1635 yeah, I, rushing. I think he led the league. I think he had two years that he had. Both. And then 18, he also led the league. Uh, both years, Cowboys made the playoffs. Yeah. I, just... I forgot. Looking up the looking up the, 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 the league rushers, though, I completely forgot DeMarco Murray was a person. Yeah. yeah his, and, his, and he... his name just went blank in my head. He was so great for the Titans when he got you. We we let him go the year after, uh, yep. we, after that playoff run, uh, where Aaron Rodgers threw it with three point seconds left. At, but uh, I think he he only had another like good. He only had like one or two. One or years two. After I that. think it was one. He broke a thousand. Next one he had like seven hundred, and then they had brought in Derrick Henry. Yeah. All right. So Dante, you're up next. Are you ready? As long as it's not a Niners question, I should be okay. <laughs> for now. In the past 14 years, there have been two Houston quarterbacks to lead the NFL in passing yards. Who are those two quarterbacks that played for the Houston Texans? Oh, oof. lead the NFL in passing yards? They've led the NFL in passing yards the past 14 years. There's been two of them. Who are the two quarterbacks? 2008 plus. Definitely not David Carr. Uh I don't think uh, it wasn't Brock Osweiler. I really don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'll take a guess. I'll say Matt Schwab and Brock Osweiler. Ooh. Are those your final guesses? Yeah. I can't believe it. You got the hard one. You got the Matt Schaub correctly, but I guess you forgot that Deshaun Watson played for the Texans. Oh my God. I totally did. De- oh my goodness. Wow. That's a big fumble. I would have got the Watson uh, one, not the Schaub you, one. You got the hardest part. Oh my goodness. Well, I knew Matt Schwab. He, it was with Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson. Right? They balled so, out. Yeah. yeah. No, I remembered that. Cause you said 2008, you wouldn't have said 14 years if it wasn't a while ago. That's how I got DeMarco Murray so quick because I was like, okay, he's going to put it back to the year. Um, but, wow, I'm – I'm. Uh, that's a that's wow. a missed opportunity. If I've yeah, that's big. One. That's big. I mean, I wasn't even thinking about it. Huge for me. I'm still in the game. Jay, you're still in it. All right, question two. Justin, this is for you. In Super Bowl 53, the New England Patriots beat the Rams 13-3. to who scored the only touchdown for the Patriots? Ooh. So 53 must have been, what are we on now? What is that, nine? Is that 19? 18? Around that there. Was the eight, it was the 18 Super Bowl. I know because the, the Rams had that crazy pass interference, uh, something Roby. The cornerback oh, where he just the trucked the Saints guy, and that's how they made the NFC champion or the uh, Super that's Bowl. That's right. Um, I'm going to go with, um, what's his name? White, the running back. James White? James White, yeah. Final answer? Final answer. Correct position, wrong player. Sony oh, Michelle. Oh, wow. man. I would have gotten Julian no, Edelman. I had absolutely no idea who this could have been, like who it was. When I was looking at the, at the stats, I thought, oh, there's only one Super Bowl or one touchdown scored in that Super Bowl. I wonder who it was. I, if I was to get asked that question, I don't know if I would have even thought of Sony Michelle. I didn't yeah. even. I don't remember, dude. I'm 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 too current on what team. If they're currently playing on what team, they're currently on. Yeah, he didn't cross my mind. Honestly. Not even. Who's he even playing on now? 
is he was playing on a game the other day, and I said, oh, no crap, he's actually playing for him. Uh, uh, the Chargers. That's right, the Thursday night game. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, D, ready? Yep. In Super Bowl 52, the infamous play, the Philly special was ran. Yep. Nick Foles caught the ball. Who threw the ball to Nick Foles? Oh, it's oh, it's um, oh, that stupid uh, uh, Jordan Matthews. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Damn it! What's uh, Jalen Rager? No. Uh, also incorrect. Wrong was it a, position. It was a running wrong back. Position. No, it was a running back. Wrong position group. Wrong and wrong. Really? Trey a... Burton. No. Ah, it was a tight end, huh? It was oh, a wow. tight end. Number eighty-eight, which I was thought was surprising because. I thought Goddard was 88 when I was watching the film and I was like, I was like, Oh, Goddard's going to be the answer. And then I watched like a little, you know, NFL network special on it. Trey Burton. I only remember I him from Chicago. I, I don't think Goddard, Goddard was there yet. No, exactly. That's why I think it was 88. Cause Goddard yeah. wasn't on the team. You know, Dallas Goddard, his first name is named after the Dallas Cowboys. His parents and are now huge we're Cowboys fans. All right, question next question. We're done with the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> all right, so this is it. Everybody's over two. Maybe I gotta ease on the questions a little bit, but let's figure nah, this I out. Should've, I should have no. had both of mine. My bad. I should have right. had the first one. I think this is gonna be fun for both of you because I'm gonna flip the fandoms on this one. Are you guys ready? Uh, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Justin Dorsey, excluding the current head coach. Please name the last five San Francisco 49ers head coaches. All right. So we'll do Chip Kelly. Correct. Not in order, correct? Not in order. Okay. Chip Kelly, um, Jim Tom Sula. Correct. Jim Harbaugh. Correct. Tom Sula, Kelly, Harbaugh. I feel like there's someone that's, that's the only three I would have gotten. I don't know any others. Um, and then who was um, – this is going to be a reach. Was Mike Singletary in there? That's number four. You are missing one more. Oh. Um, I feel like there's someone like in the late 2000s that I'm missing, like in that like 14 area. I believe but, that's when this was. I know. There's someone who came in for like a year or something. Um, I think it was a couple years. Not Mariucci. That was too far. Mariucci probably would have been like six. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the last one is. Not even going to throw – you won't even want to throw a name out? Um. Oh, I actually know it. <laughs> I think. I I don't got it. Uh, Can I take a guess, Mark? Sure. Was it Mike Nolan? That is exactly who it is. Yeah. What he, year was he, that? The Cowboys, DC. I believe it was the mid-2000s. Like okay. 2004, 2003, something like that. Yeah, so he was before Mike Singletary. Yeah, yeah, he was right. So it went Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary got fired. Jim Tom Sula became the interim head coach for one game. 
Then they brought in Harbaugh. Then they brought in Tom Sula. And then they had went Chip Kelly. Yeah. I would have went to see Mariucci, but I think he was right before Mike Nolan. That's like where I, I drew the blank. Yeah. I believe he was right before him. All right. All right. Dante, are you ready? Absolutely. Excluding the current head coach, please name the last five Dallas head coaches. Okay, so uh, Jason Garrett. That's one. I think Jimmy Johnson is probably the most – should be the most recent. Or the, uh, the the furthest back. So Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Uh, uh, Bill Parcells. Okay. I mean, I'll take a shot on Tom Landry because he coached for a while. All right. That's what is that? You got you have Garrett four, four. Parcells, but I'm missing you say Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Um. God, who could Jerry put up with? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, when you say it, I'll know it, but I'm not, I'm not I getting actually, it right now. I actually know this one. I think. Dante, is that your final? Uh, is that your final guess? Yeah, I'll go with that. It's gonna All kill right, me so when you say it. You're wrong, uh, Justin. Go for it if you would like to guess. Oh, I don't know. I know one of them that he missed for sure was Wade Phillips. That Wade is Phillips. definitely one That's of them. That's right. That's right. So we have going from most the way we have Jason Garrett, followed yep. by Wade Phillips, followed yep. by Bill Parcells, followed yep. by Dave Campo. Wow. And then Chan. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Wouldn't have gotten that. Wouldn't have gotten either of those two. Those Chan were the in betweeners. Those were those are one year guys. I think both of them were a year, maybe two. So do I win that since I got more correct? Nobody got them all right. So you know what? We're gonna go into a tiebreaker. All right. Second oh, week we in are a row for three. <laughs> oh, for both three. Ends. Oh, he's stopping I, us. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have gotten Cham Gailey. I, I don't. I think I got to come up with some easier questions. Maybe that's just it. No, it's all okay. It, it's all right. I just needed to. Uh, I didn't. I. Anything before like 2005, I really didn't watch football at all. Even before like 2012, I didn't watch football. It's just what I see on YouTube. Were you honest. alive before 2012? Uh, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The tie-breaking question. Get ready to text me the answers. Are you boys ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. Hang on. Give me a second here. Uh, all right. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. All right. On January 26th, 2003, at Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, the Super Bowl was played between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Oakland Raiders. What was the combined point total between the two teams? (laughs) Closest wins. Fun fact, this is the first Super Bowl I remember, like, really watching. Oh, boy. I remember watching this game in San Leandro on Joel Eisler's front lawn. I was in Vallejo watching mine. Throwback. Shout out to the East Bay. East Bay's finest, baby. But I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm actually 100% sure. I didn't even speak English when this game was going on. <laughs> <laughs> you say combined total. The combined point total between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Oakland Raiders. I believe that was the same Super Bowl. Their center just disappeared the day before the yep. game. He didn't want to play, and he just left. Or didn't Brett show up. Ro- 
it was like Brett Robbins or something like that. I think it was his name, something Robbins. I know the co- it was Tony Dungy, Tony, right? Tony Robbins. No, the Bucks and the Raiders. That was the year that Gruden went to Tampa after being the Raiders coach. Yeah. After being the Raiders coach, and then right, right, right. Know. But that was like Keyshawn Johnson, like all them. Yep. Yeah. All right, Justin. I have yours. Dante, waiting on yours. Uh, I'm gonna play it safe here. I, that was a complete guess. I have zero idea. I just went low scoring because I know that the Tampa Bay's defense was really good. Okay, so total points. Justin thinks it's 39 total points. Dante thinks it's 30 total points. The final answer is 69 points. Wow. Which wow. means Justin Dorsey beat the D. Let's the go. The horse is here. The horse is here. Let him know, Lois. The horse is here. Wow. I thought it was a defensive game. That's why I went on the low end. Final score, Tampa Bay 48, Oakland 21. And now for the final segment, DMAR's Lock of the Week. This week I'm going with the Ravens minus three at the New England Patriots. Ravens are going to be looking for blood. They are pissed about the loss last week a really bad loss to Miami being up comfortably in the fourth quarter I think they're coming back heavy and hard at the Patriots I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to do anything to stop Lamar they've looked shaky on both sides of the ball at times and I really think a three-point spread is enough for the Ravens to cover go ahead and take the Ravens minus three this week at New England and that wraps up the podcast. Justin, thanks a ton for coming on. Thank you I guys for really, having me. I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed having you. I think you were significantly better than our previous guest. Uh, Damn, that's transpired. fired. That's right not there. very hard. Wow. 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 Come see me, Chris. <laughs> Come literally see him. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. I was a little nervous at first, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it went well. I agree. I agree. The Intelligent Ones Football Show.